Before we begin, I wanted to let you know we will be taking a short break after today's episode. But don't worry, we will be back July 8th with a new amazing Fearless Leaders to feature. In the meantime, head over to principlesofsuccess.com or follow us on Instagram at Principles of Success to stay updated on a few exciting things we are working on. Oh, and feel free to catch up on previous episodes as well. Now on to today's show. Welcome to the Principles of Success podcast. This is your host, Dr. Shana Henry. This podcast is for current or aspiring female school leaders and those who are supportive of their journeys. Each week, we will hear from passionate educational leaders. I will also share my reflections from over 15 years as a school leader. Together, we will talk about how to level up our schools and our leadership. Today, I'm chatting with Katherine Pichon a middle school principal in Suffolk, Virginia, and we're talking all about transitions. She made the move from elementary to middle school last year, so I asked her about the move from one segment to another and her top three priorities when starting new. During our discussion, Catherine revealed a hot-off-the-press surprise, and it fit perfectly in our conversation. Let's get started. Catherine, welcome. It's so great to have you on the show. Thank you. We've had the pleasure of chatting a bit and getting to know one another. So let's catch our listeners up to speed. Can you tell us about you and your path to leadership? Sure. So I kind of had a strange path because I started thinking I wanted to be a school nurse. And then one day in the middle of clinicals, I was in the bathroom pregnant. And I don't know if it was the pregnancy or or what, but (laughs) something just, I just felt like I had a calling. This is not what I want to do. And at that point, I changed my major to education. So I got a a late start because I was already three years into nursing, but changed my major and so glad I did. So graduated from college, University of Texas, San Antonio, and then started my first year as a, at a private school teaching um, a fully accredited private school because new baby could not afford to do any student teaching. I needed a job. Mm. I needed to get paid. So yeah. um, in Texas, they allowed you, if you could work at a, an accredited school, that could be your student teaching. So that's kind of the route I took. And then I went straight into public school that second year. Taught grades three through six in San Antonio, Texas, then moved here to Virginia, taught fifth grade, And then after that, teaching for about 12 years, I got a position as an academic coach. And then from there, it just so happened, maybe October of that school year, the assistant principal got promoted to principalship that opened up. And I kind of took over as the AP, acting AP for the rest of that year. And that kind of gave me the opportunity to be the actual assistant principal the following year. And that's how I kind of started in leadership. So right after my third year of being an assistant principal, I got a principalship, the same school I was the AP at, and did that for five years at an elementary school. And this is my first year at a middle school. So this is six year as a principal, uh, five years I did elementary, and then I have been thrown into the middle school world in the middle (laughs) of a pandemic 
and I love it. So yeah. <laughs> that's kind of that's kind of where I'm at. And I also, um, I guess I'll go ahead and share this. It's brand new news as of Thursday night. Um, and I didn't get to share this with you when we talked previously, but I just got another promotion. <laughs> so, oh, my goodness. Congratulations. Um, thank you. So I have been named as the director of elementary leadership for my district. Wow. So I will be leading 11 elementary principals next school year. So, wow. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm just, I think it's what I'm meant to do. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you about that in a little bit. So we're gonna get there. I kind of threw is, you off right there. Yes, this is hot mute. So we're gonna we're gonna talk about that in a minute. Okay. But so I, I do want to talk about this though. Mm-hmm. Um, that transition from elementary to middle because we have a free Facebook group, Principles of Success. And just the other day, someone was asking about the jump from one segment to another, because there's always a little bit of fear in that, right? So what was the transition from elementary to middle like for you? Yes. So I was a little, I will say I'm always up to a challenge, but I was nervous about it just because I'm so used to the little kids. You know, I taught elementary, I was an elementary leader, and I'm like, oh my goodness, what is going to be the difference? I think the biggest transition for me was just making sure that I wasn't perceived as being too elementary coming in. Mm. So really, there's nothing different as far as the principalship. Um, I think the biggest challenge is the scheduling is majorly different from elementary. That is a task in itself. I spent a lot of the summer trying to understand the schedule and still don't think I have it fully grasped. But mm-hmm. um, that's uh, that has been the biggest challenge, I think. But as far as, you know, leading in the role of the principalship, it is really the same role. And you would, you would transition into that role any way that you would transition into a new school. And, you know, that is just trying to build those relationships first, I think is key. Mm-hmm. But the kids... When the kids came back, it was, I mean, it was wonderful. It, it was no, there was no um, nervousness about it, you know. I mean, the kids are 10 times taller than me, um, <laughs> a lot, you know. But, I mean, it's just wonderful. I love middle school, love it. I did not think that I, you know, I, I thought I would miss the little kids running up to me, hugging me. But, I mean, it's just a different, it's just different. But it's wonderful. Mm -hmm. I do think, though, and I don't know if I should say this, but I'm going to go ahead and say it anyway. I do think the elementary principalship is tougher, honestly, Mm -hmm. than the middle school principalship. I think um, elementary is difficult, I think, because I don't know if it's the same in every state, but in my state or in my district, I should say, but I think it's across the state. Like I was at a, a school that had about 800 students, close to 800 students, seven, 800. It was me and one assistant principal for that entire school. I'm at a middle school, over 1,025 students, 120 staff. I had about 100 staff at the middle school too. But this school, I have three assistant principals. Mm. So I have an assistant principal for every grade level. There's more help. Um, at the middle school. So I think it just makes it a little more manageable than it does at the elementary. 
You're getting controversial here. I am, but (laughs) I mean, it's the truth. It is the truth. And I mean, I I do honestly feel that way. I think um, the principalship is difficult regardless. I mean, it's a a challenging job. I love it. I love both levels. I love, love, love middle school. I love it. I love elementary. But I do think that is the biggest difference. I think elementary could certainly use more. One principal and one assistant principal for 800 students is a lot. Yeah, I would agree. I was an elementary principal for many of my years, some with a VP mm-hmm. and some without. Mm-hmm. But now that I'm secondary, I'm never going to be without a VP. Right. right? I'm, ne- I'm never going to be without one. And so there is a unique challenge to elementary principals to handle it all mm-hmm. sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I want to talk about this now that we have this new lens of this new role you're jumping into, right? Because you're going to be supporting principals. So I'm really interested how we tackle these these follow questions. But when you're new to a school, since you were just in middle school and you will be supporting new principals, what are your top priorities when you go into a new school? So definitely number one is building the relationships. That's key for me. I think when I came into this new role, and I, I do believe that even when I started my my initial year as being a principal at the elementary level, I think I also, one of my priorities was building leadership capacity um, in the staff. And then for this year, another goal of mine was branding the school. I really wanted mm-hmm. to make sure that the perception of the school was positive. Um, and so I I had a you know, just from the feedback that I got from my initial one-on-ones with staff, I really wanted to change that. That was one of the things I could, I felt like I could have an impact quickly on. Mm-hmm. So that that school branding, that building those relationships and building that leadership capacity. And I think building the leadership capacity is the thing that will impact the student achievement the most. So I thought those are things that you can do, you can have a, an impact on immediately Mm-hmm. coming into a new school. So I think those would be yeah. the three priorities. So let's pick those apart a little bit. Let's start with the relationship piece. What are some ways you built relationships in this first year going into a new school? So definitely the first thing I did when I was named as the principal, I set up one-on-one meetings with all the staff. And it was a, it was voluntary for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I got a good chance to meet with with the majority of them. And I had questions already prepared. So um, one of the questions was, what do you love about the school? What do you think needs improvement? And then what do you expect from me as your leader? Yes. And then what are you most concerned about next school year? And that was because I knew we were in the middle of a pandemic and they're coming back, mm-hmm. you know, at that time. So that gave me a really good indication. Um, I was blown away, you know, that question about what do you think needs improvement I almost got the same answer from everybody. So that was wow. wonder as a leader, you're like, oh my gosh, now I know if I can get an impact here, oh, I'm gonna yes. be it. Like this is it, you know, like <laughs> this, they're gonna love me if I can make a difference here because <laughs> this is everybody's number one, you know. Right. So that that it's just really good feedback for you as a leader. Mm-hmm. And then what they expect from you as a leader, it gives you an indication of. There, you can always tell what something that they didn't get before that they're looking for. 
or something that they really liked in the person before that they want to continue with. So that gives you an idea as well. So that was kind of the start of the relationship with everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, I would jot down some notes, especially on the question about what are you uh, most concerned about coming back? Because I got a lot of personal information with that question for, you know, some concerns with people, you know, sharing things about, you know, health concerns and family members and that sort of thing. So I took notes about that because Mm -hmm. then, you know, in order to build those relationships, you can bring those things up like, you know, how's so-and-so doing or, um, you know, to make that connection, make it personal. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing. Another thing is I try to stay extremely visible. And that's one thing I, I miss about the elementary because I would always go around and say good morning you know, around the whole building. I make sure I'm, I'm always in every class every day. That's the number one goal, try to be. But the elementary kids, I mean, they're just like, you're just like a superstar when you go around. <laughs> so I started um, doing it at the middle school. And, you know, some of the kids at the middle school, they had me at the elementary. So, you know, some of them were like, Miss Peshaw, you used to do that at the elementary. Like, you know, they, they were kind of like, that's corny type thing, you know, go around saying, good morning. They're grown up Right, now. exactly. <laughs> but they they really now, they love, like even the teachers, they're like, we really love how you come around every day. So now they're used to it. But I mean, when I first mm-hmm. started doing it at the middle school, it was like, really? You know, because they're just not used to that kind of thing. So, but I do that so that they know that I'm there every day. I'm always the first person on the announcements in the morning to say, you know, good morning, Jaguar family, today is, and then we go, you know, I give the announcement, so they hear me first. I have my little mobile office, so I go around with my um, mobile car, and that's how I'll do observations that way. So what I do is I I start my day by doing rounds. Like, I I make sure I say good morning to everybody. But then I'll go into my office and I'll do announcements, but I already have my mobile office set up. So once I do announcements, I go, I, sit, I get that cart and I go out. Because if I don't go out then and get those observations done, I will never leave that office. Right. And you know that. As you're, <laughs> if, you get, if you sit down and open that email, that's a wrap. You're done. You get stuck. Yeah. So um, that's kind of how I build those relationships because they're constantly seeing me. And, you know, when you go around, it, there's always bound to be, hey, Ms. Pichon, can I chat with you? Can I talk to you? You know, so, um, and I, I've always had an open door policy. I try to be available to people. I'm very big on making sure I respond to all emails and voicemails within 24 to 48 hours. And that's, mm-hmm. um, I never go past that. So let's talk about the the building capacity in in staff because I was um, really intrigued by what you said, especially as you're new to a school and how you use your data from your one to ones to start growing from there. So what does that mean to you, and then what does that look like? So building leadership capacity basically means that I want the teachers, every staff member, to know they have the potential to lead in in different areas. I, I want to build, build upon their strengths. I don't want to always use the same people, the people that think that they are right. the leaders. Like the, everybody has that leadership potential. Um, so I'll give you an example. Like when I, when I got the role here, even in the summer before school started, I brought together the PBIS team. 
to put some, you know, work on some things, put some things in place for the new school year. But I take a back seat and let them take charge. And that's what I mean by leadership capacity. For my leadership team, I started out by trying to find out what are your strengths? What are you good at? So that I can know what role they're going to take on this leadership team. In the leadership team, I always pull up my school performance plan. They also help me determine the goals, help me come up with the goals. But we pull up that leadership plan and we talk about our updates and how we're making progress for professional development. They lead the professional development. I have a lot of say in like what we're going to do for professional development based on the overall goals. But then they take the lead on determining how that professional development is going to be implemented. So like for this year, we did a book called The Teacher 50. Mm, Great book. And that was our, it's awesome. Mm -hmm. So that was our PD for the year and the book for the year, basically. But the leadership team determined how it was going to be done. So they like Mm. had different groups where they did um, reflection questions or they did like one group decided to we would have a little stat, a faculty meeting where they would do breakout sessions and just discuss and collaborate on the chapters. But all kinds, I mean, they take the lead. That's what I mean by building that leadership capacity, not talking at them, you know. And when I go to planning meetings with teachers, I'm just there to listen and offer support, but I want them to come up with the information. If I go into a planning meeting and I see that, I don't ever see them pulling up the curriculum or anything like that, I may pull it up on my, you know, I'll pull it up over here and then I'll, I'll may interject something. Oh, that's a great idea. I see that that's on the pacing guide for this, you know, to, to remind them that's what they should be looking at. That's what they should be referring to. However, I don't, I'm not leading the discussion. I'm not, but I'm just trying to give feedback and building their leadership capacity. Right. So one thing I want to ask you about with this hot news, right, right off the press about your transition. So we've talked a lot about coming into a school. So how do you exit a school? So you're you're in the tail end of this year. What are your thoughts about that transition? So um, it's so brand new. I'm still trying to figure that out. <laughs> um, so I think the number one thing, I think I want to be able to help the next person transition. So it kind of like when I, when I got the role here, I created a transition plan for the person taking my place at the elementary school. And I still communicate with her very regularly to kind of help her or guide her along the way because I was there for so long and she's a new principal that took over. But I think I I anticipate doing the same sort of thing is coming up with a transition plan. Um, When that person is announced, that's when I'll probably send a letter to my community, you know, sharing how wonderful of an experience I've had here, you know, introducing the other person and, you know, that kind of transition there. We did share with with my staff right before it was announced. So, So I've had that, I've already had that experience with them. But like I told them, you know, I don't want this to be a distraction. We're going to finish the year strong. And then I want to make sure that my team, my assistant principals, that we're, we kind of set 
the tone for the next school year, you know, the things that you would normally do at the end of a school year, that we kind of take care of those things together. Because you never want to to bring somebody in and have, unfi- you know, things unfinished. So we want to make sure that we kind of make those personnel decisions. If there's anything that needs to be filled, we want to try to get those things done and completed together so that everything can kind of be smooth for the next person coming in. Um, And then also, at the same time, I want to be transitioning for my new role. Right. So I'll be, you know, attending some elementary meetings and that sort of thing and doing some things there. So I'll kind of be juggling both for the next couple of months. But I mean, I'm excited. Like I said, I love a challenge, but um, yeah, it is going to be, it's going to be busy. <laughs> yeah. And bittersweet, right? It is. It is because I just, you know, I, I'll i be honest, this has been, and I shared this with my staff, this has been my most challenging year, as I'm sure it has mm-hmm. the majority of people in education. Right. But I am really honest when I say that this has been my most rewarding year, too. Mm. The fact that I was able to build those relationships so quickly and then just the resilience that I have from the work that we did together this school year is just, I mean, I, I couldn't have asked for a better experience. And had that had the other opportunity not come about, I could have seen myself in middle school for many, many years. Like, I just loved it. I loved it. So I do, I do love it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right, Catherine, it's, it's time to wrap up and we do so with our rapid fire questions. You ready? I'm ready. All right. (laughs) Favorite leadership book. Can I do two? Sure. Go for it. Okay. What great principles do differently is the best for principles. But one that I read more recently, The Principal 50. So good. It's really a game changer for me as a new principal. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Same author as The Teacher 50. Yes. So power packed. Great reflective oh questions. My it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Favorite app. Okay. You may think this is crazy because it's not really work related, but the Nike training app, mm. because I am so busy. You're busy leaders. If I, I mean, I have to try to get some sort of workout in, and there are 50 million workouts on that app. If you only have 10 minutes in the morning, there's a 10 minute workout. I mean, it's amazing. Okay, we're all downloading it right now. <laughs> <laughs> all of us. Best Amazon find for work. <gasps> okay. All right. I got this book called Instructional Feedback Phrases from Principals and Instructional Facilitators. I found that on Amazon this year. It's amazing. Okay. It has great, like, just phrases for feedback that you can kind of, like, it gets you jump-started, especially at this time now during evaluations and things, you know, especially when you've been doing it for a little while, you kind of just run out of a way to say something. Right. The best way. So, yeah, it's it's powerful. It's packed with good stuff. Okay, I definitely need to check that one out. Great resource. (laughs) Thank you. Uh Favorite song to put you in a good mood? Happy by Pharrell. <laughs> How can you not smile after you I hear know, that right? song, right? Yeah. All right. And one tip you would tell your first year principal self? Prioritize self-care. 
prioritize self-care. It is so, so important. After this year and, and just even more so, like it has to be a priority. This job, it takes up a lot of you. Yes. And you have to make that a priority. And that's why that app is so is my favorite app because mm-hmm. sometimes you're just too busy, but you got to, even if you only give yourself that 10 minutes, you got to do something for yourself. Yeah. Catherine, if listeners want to connect with you, how should they do so? Where can they find you? So until July 1st, my, t- <laughs> my Twitter handle is at KFMS Jaguar 757. And that's really my biggest professional social media tool. So I'll be switching it, uh, of course, in my new role, but that's the best place. Um, And then our school website is kfms.spsk12.net. But also my my email, principalpshawn at gmail.com, that will always be my email, no matter what's where I'm at. So any of those ways. All right. We will link all of those in the show notes. Catherine, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And I'm so excited for everything that you do. I love your podcast. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Congratulations to Catherine on her promotion. What an exciting new step. I'm so glad we were able to not only talk about those key leadership moves when coming into a school, but also how to transition out. Catherine, we wish you all the best in this new chapter. If you enjoyed this episode, please share with others. Now, don't forget, we will be on a short break and then we will be back on July 8th. Until then, this is Dr. Shana Henry with the Principles of Success podcast. Podcast.